quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens. The 2020 election season is now upon us, and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need, and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Listeners, and welcome to a bonus episode of Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield, and with me today is Dave Jackala, co-host of What the Future Holds, Sweet Media's dedicated discovery podcast, and the Dark Corner podcast. Dave, how are you today? I'm doing all right, making do, as can be, can, you know, hoped for, I suppose, <laughs> under current okay. circumstances. All right. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on today. You bet. And listeners, you might recognize Dave because I podcast with him and Brandy on What the Future Holds, which is so much fun because we're getting ready for Discovery Season 3. Heck yeah. And speaking of Discovery Season 3, today we're reading and discussing your comments on the trailer. Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single brand new Trek episode as it drops and other topics we decide to talk about along the way. To join the conversation on Facebook, type the Nexus into the search field and join Holosuite Media's listeners group. Follow us on Twitter at Open Channel Trek. I'll post an Open Channel conversation thread after each new episode drops. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments might be edited for time. Now, listeners, we have a little something special on this episode. We have a competition going, and the person with the best comment, decided by me and Dave, wins a special Michael Burnham Women of Trek collectible pin donated by fan sets. We'll let you know who wins at the end of the episode. Dave, I have a few fan sets pins. I have... Pike was my first one, and then I have Cornwell, I have Uhura, I have Giorgio, and one more that I'm forgetting. Oh, oh gosh, I can't remember the other one. <laughs> Brandy's been collecting them, and she's been focusing on the women first, and he, she just has this whole line of them. And what she does is she like files down the pin part of it so she can do them magnetically, and there's just a row of them. Right, I love <laughs> that. Now, you know that it's my fault that she started collecting them, right? Oh, I can imagine it would be, yes. <laughs> I got her a Tilly pin at STLV in 2019, and I think she just kind of took off after that. Oh, yeah. She loves them. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything to collect for her fandom is excellent. Hey, we like Star Trek toys. It's fun to have them. Oh, definitely. And the fan sets, fan sets are so cool, listeners. If you haven't checked them out, they are not paying me to say this, but I just really love them, and they were really generous to donate a couple pins for a little competition on the podcast one's for this episode and there's going to be another competition for the season premiere of season three with another special pin so keep listening keep commenting and you might win yeah especially the lower decks ones because they're identical to the actual characters yeah those are cool yeah all right well let's see what listeners had to say about the trailer yeah, let's see. We have our first comment is from Suzanne Williamson. That's Brandy's co-host on the Boldy Go podcast, the uh, 
Strange New Worlds podcast, she says, So looking forward to season three. I want to know more about Grudge. Cats make everything better. Uh, yeah. I, you know that that cat has a Instagram page. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, Grudge <laughs> Probably a lot of followers too already. It's cute. I, I want to know more about it too, Suzanne. Yeah, that cat is huge. I know. And Suzanne is also the co-host of The Janeway, the Voyager podcast. Yeah. And Mike Burse, another host on the network, says, Amazing. Looks like it will be a really fun season. It does look like it's going to be really fun, Mike. I, I have no idea what to expect, except from all the little breadcrumbs that we have. It definitely looks action-packed. There's a lot of action scenes, so mm-hmm. that's going to be fun. Yeah. And I've heard that it's been compared to what is the other uh, Roddenberry series, Andromeda, I want to say. Yeah, Andromeda, uh-huh. Yeah, that it's going to have that kind of feel where it's Starfleet after Starfleet just trying to live by their code and ethic in a far-flung future, 930 Mm -hmm. years after Discovery. Yeah, I didn't really watch Andromeda. I do plan on watching it eventually, but I I haven't really watched it yet. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. That's not the one with the Skrill, right? I don't know, but it does have a race called the Nietzscheans. Okay. And so they're extremely, you know, Ubermensch kind of attitude are all about human will. Okay. And dominating through strength, that sort of thing. Is that like Nietzsche? Yeah. Okay. They're based on the philosophy of Nietzsche. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it's really odd. It's an odd series. Interesting. And also, depending on your opinion of Kevin Sarbo or whatever his name is, you can like it or not like it okay. <laughs> because he's like the main character in it. That's a different show than what I was watching then. Yeah. Because I remember Kevin Sarbo. Yeah. Because he was in Hercules, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Our next comment is by Kirsty Keen. Looks fantastic, October 15th or October 16th for the UK. Here we come. Yes, and... Kirsty, it's so good to hear from you again. We haven't heard your comments in several episodes, and I'm assuming it's because Lower Decks isn't officially available over across the pond. So it's good to hear you again. And I guess CBS All Access is going to be rebranding to Paramount now. Paramount Plus, right? Paramount Plus. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that's going to affect the UK because I know their distribution is different in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. through whatever Netflix or Sky or wherever they end up getting the series. If they can all be packaged under Paramount, I don't know when or how that's going to be available to them. Mm-hmm. Damn globalists. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just a just an inappropriate political, sociopolitical joke that doesn't need to happen right now <laughs> oh it's star trek we can talk politics all we want what star trek's never been about politics what are you talking about <laughs> don't you listen to what william shatner tweets oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh i'm glad you're on today dave you're fun <laughs> <laughs> thank you i'm glad to be here karen chupla says so excited not least of all because there is a cat yes karen loves her kitties yes Space cat and what we I don't think we've had a cat since Spot, really. I don't think so. So we had Porthos, but in lots of different animals in Enterprise and the in the in Sick Bay, but Yeah. Yeah. Nice to know there's cats in the in like a thousand years from now or whatever. Well we have Doctor Tiana who's a Cation. That's true. So related. 
Yeah. But not a pet cat. No, but cat in a coat. Cat in a coat. Dr. Palas cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a good name. Yeah. Okay, the next comment is by Michael Bentley. I wonder where Zora fits into this, if at all. Do she and Kraft meet a thousand years further into the future in the 42nd century? Calypso is my favorite short trek, and I've been wondering about this ever since it was released. Mm, interesting point. So that's... I had not considered that, Michael. When we heard the that Zora had been out there for a thousand years, I was always assuming it was when we last saw Discovery, but it could be even further. I would think so, because if it was a long enough distance for the computer to become self-aware, it wouldn't have been through the wormhole, because Discovery's not all that much older. It's just moved into the future. Right. And so if it's a thousand years after season three takes place... And if it's sentient... Yeah, that would be interesting. That's that's a really cool theory, Michael. Mind blown. Yep, and I also like Calypso. It's one of my favorite short treks as well. It's romantic and... Yeah. Yeah. I did not like it when I first saw it. And of course, I've watched it like eight times since it came out. (laughs) And I I really love it a lot more now. A lot more. It's nice to see artificial intelligence shown in a good light, considering Picard and season two of Discovery. (laughs) Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. so many times, or the Borg. Right. There's so many times we've seen synths or AI be treated as a weapon or a villain. And I can't remember what podcast was talking about this, but they're talking about how America looks at robots and artificial intelligence and how Japan does, mm-hmm. where like Japan embraces this kind of technology and robots are your friends, while here they can be your enemies. Right. So, yeah, be interesting if they address that again. I don't know if they will. Yeah. And I also like Calypso because, you know, hot guy, shirtless. <laughs> yeah. It gets kind of steamy. <laughs> it does. Karen Hasha on Twitter says, looks like Burnham gets a new guy. Good for her. Speaking of hot guy shirtless, another one. Yeah. He's, uh, I know the actor because we watched Supergirl and he was playing Manchester Black. I think it's a good fit Yeah, for being paired with Burnham because he's an amazing actor. He has a lot of nuance and screen presence, and I think certain actors would kind of shrink in scenes with her, you know, they just kind of pale in comparison because she's just this, you know, it's like a candle to the sun. She's just not going to, you know, they're not going to compare to her. But yeah, I think he is really remarkable, and to have that British accent, too, is just great. Mm -hmm. So I kind of miss that, the international quality from, you know, original series Star Trek. You kind of get less and less of that except for maybe your engineers every once in a while being scottish or irish (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah get a brit on there yeah okay our next one is mr earl ig on twitter i think it's just mr earl g like earl gray oh it is earl g the Mm -hmm. l looks like an i okay mr Mm. earl g on twitter the new trailer seems to show a season three which brings us the best idealism of Trek at the world's darkest time. Closest parallel is the Zindi arc of Enterprise after 9-11. I'd like to see any story that empowers us all in real life. Ooh, great comment. Hmm. Yeah, I I agree, because with season one of Discovery, they were, as we said, and uh, 
what the future holds that it's like they're under an abusive father they're not allowed to be themselves and then yep season two you get to see a little bit more of them season three i think they're going to come fully formed and i guess that happens with a lot of series it's around the third year that it really finds its feet so i think it'll be interesting to see them living by starfleet standards in this distant future so hopefully yeah they're gonna address those issues and star trek always like reflects the time it's made it's just in the zeitgeist it's in the thoughts of the writers so yeah it's gonna be reflected i think in in season three even though you know was written and filmed and produced before the lockdown and all that stuff but still yeah i think they're still gonna address some issues Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that it's true. I agree with you. Obviously, Star Trek reflects the period in which we we live or that it was produced. Right. But it still is relevant. Even when you watch the old episodes, despite difference in technology and production values, it's still applicable to today. And I guess that's just because it really is about the human experience, you know? Yeah, I think they look at not what relates directly to what's going on currently, but they look at the underlying issues that leads to it. And so you're not talking about specifically something like Republicans and Democrats. You're talking about more of people who want the best for everybody or people that want the best for themselves and yep. the distinction between those two. So it's not quite directly black or white. There's just the issues in between. Yeah. At IA Hawkfan 7 says, Who is a first-time commenter? says, I hope to see how they work to rebuild the Federation and hope in the galaxy since it seems pretty bleak. Yep. Yeah, I want to know what the burn is. The burn, right. And how um, our new character, I don't know his name quite yet, but the one that... Book, is it book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that he says that everything took a hard left, which, because they drive on the other side of the street in the UK, is like a hard right turn. Okay. It's like very sharp turn into a different direction. So it's funny that he's still using Britishisms to talk about how everything just kind of screwed up. Hmm. So, okay. yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know sure what the burn was exactly. So No idea. Yeah, I'm interested to find out. I bet we won't find out for a while. Yeah, or it's one of those things they'll just dump on us as soon as they encounter a new character. It's like, oh, this happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Steve Roberts. I love the trailer. I cannot wait for October. With what we see in this trailer, it looks like it is the show we really need to see, especially in these troubled times. And best of all, it is confirmed that international release will be the day after. Just a shame. We are still awaiting international release details for Lower Decks. Yeah, I know, Steve. Steve is the other head of the network. Thanks for commenting, Steve. And I know to our British friends and other international friends, we really wish that you could watch Lower Decks appropriately. Yeah. That sucks. Definitely. It's getting a lot of good reviews. It's super funny. And yeah, like a lot of people are saying that it's... It's still Star Trek, but a comedy. It's not a comedy making fun of Star Trek. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Noe Santo says, I'm not crying. 
must be all the wildfire smoke. Oh, man. Yeah. Talk about bleak. Holy crap. Yeah. I know quite a few people in California, and it's rough. Yeah. And Oregon, too. Oregon, Colorado, Utah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have so many questions and ideas, but I'll let the show do the talking. Okay. Nice, Noe. Yeah, I like... um, speculating and wondering and hoping but like even i think pike says in what season two of discovery to keep your expectations low so you'll never mm. be disappointed <laughs> right yeah it's like you don't really come want to come in armed with what you want to see because chances of you seeing it are pretty slim i'm having to learn that in my day-to-day life <laughs> yeah it's like you can't walk into a situation going this is what i want out of it it's yeah like, well, it's like serenity prayer daily yeah <laughs> it's like just be content with what you have Mm-hmm. change the things you can accept the things you can't oh, change right. etc <laughs> yeah exactly Let's see sally seagraves hi sally sally uh, was on there are four questions oh excellent they are an awesome cosplayer and it's a great episode listeners check out there are four questions my interview with sally oh super cool they say I don't have anything articulate to say this time, but I cannot wait to see the new non-binary and transgender characters interacting. That's going to bring some great discussion over different ways people identify. Plus, there's a ship's cat, so I love her already. Agreed. Ah, yeah. Star Trek should reflect the best of diversity, you know, the most diverse, because that is their ethos, really. So it's about time. Yeah, I had heard the rumors a while ago that we were going to get different type of representation for season three. I'm so glad that it was finally confirmed a couple of weeks ago. And yes, yeah, Sally, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it on screen. Sally, I can't wait to talk to you about it. And I think it's going to be so great. And for all the haters, you can go screw yourselves. Definitely. <laughs> and looking at the news, a lot of it was about non-binary and a trans character, but they didn't exactly say trans woman or trans man. Gray will oh. be a trans man. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, great. And he reminds me a lot of Christian Slater, so that's going to be fun. So I hope there's a little bit of this kind of Christian Slater mischievousness to uh, the character. Like a young Christian Slater, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's just something about the shape of his face that reminds me a lot of a young Christian Slater. Who was also in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Ah, true. I forgot about that. Really brief moment. Interrupts Captain Sulu while he's sleeping. Right. Yeah, I always forget that he's in it. And then when I rewatch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, Christian Slater's in this. Yeah, something about the eyes. Yeah. (laughs) In particular. And we have another first-time commenter, Charlie Fleming. Dave, do you want to sing this time? First-time commenter. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) Charlie, welcome to the show and welcome to the Nexus on Facebook. It's great to have you aboard. First timer here, been looking for a place to share my Star Trek theories. Well, Charlie, you are in the right place and in good company. Oh, yeah. For instance, I have not seen too many theories on Adira yet, and only info I have seen so far is that they don't have much memory of their past, but know they are non-binary and reluctant to tell the crew at first. Hmm. My theory is that they are a synth. Oh, okay. My support for it, number one. Rewatching TNG Offspring right now, and Data talks about Lal choosing her gender, and there are a lot of talks among the of why she was not given a humanoid appearance at first, and Data saying he wanted her to choose her gender. Number two, Adira would not be the first synth 
to not have a full memory of their past. Mm -hmm. Number three, if I found out the Discovery crew's most recent experience with AI was with control, I would be reluctant to reveal things about myself also. Charlie, that's a really interesting theory and very well thought out. Yeah, um, I'd be a little worried about it watering down the whole having a non-binary or a trans character on the show. Oh, if they're a synth. Of making it a synth rather than right. just being just a regular biological human, you know, biological human. That Yeah, because then that would be another representation with an asterisk, right? Yeah, exactly. Which we had lots of. And if it's already been addressed in The Next Generation, you really don't need a repeat of that. But I could see the possibility of them doing it. I just... Yeah. I think I would rather them not just so, yeah, like you said, there would be an asterisk attached. attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for your comment, Charlie. I'm so glad you found us. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's close things out with a couple of final thoughts. Take it away, Dave. Okay, J.H. Einhorn on Twitter I like what Alex Kurtzman said about the hope that Star Trek inspires and that the collapse of the Federation was not from within. So the foundation of the United Federation of Planets is still intact. With the help of the Discovery crew and the ideals that they still embody, the Federation could be restored. Nice. And J.H., you're a first-time commenter. <laughs> also. Welcome. Nice. All these new first-time commenters, it's so awesome. Yeah, it's great getting out there. Yeah, I hope there are more when Discovery Season 3 starts and we can all watch it. Oh, heck yeah. I love having new people around to join the conversation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like what Alex said, too, about the inspiration of Star Trek and that the collapse of the Federation was not from within. Very interesting. Yeah, and I like that it gives them an opponent other than just some big bad that needs to be right. taken down. It's a situation that needs to be restored. Yeah. That's got to be related to the burn. Yeah, I would think so. Do you think it's like they burned off planets and stuff? Or I don't know, because the burn is a very specific phrase. So yeah. what could that mean, a burn? A really bad sunburn. Because I know there's a series called Burn Notice where it's a uh -huh. spy that has all the credentials taken away and has to work independently. So I don't know if that's what happened to the Federation, is that it was dissolved and everybody involved was burned, as in they just oh, can't like, use... Oh, like, ooh, burn. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, burn. Like somebody insulted everybody and everybody just got really pissed off. <laughs> or like uh, Mission Impossible where... Oh, yeah. They're, um, I forget the phrase now, but that they're um, disavowed. That's the term. That you'll be disavowed of whatever you do so okay yeah i don't know yeah i don't know either it'll be interesting but yeah a conflict doesn't always have to be you know a direct person-on-person -person thing it can be a you know a crew against the situation they're put in right yeah all right we are going to move on to our final comment and the winner of this week's competition drum roll please <laughs> And I'm going to add a drum roll in post. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or maybe we'll just keep yours in. Oh, no. That was nice. So congratulations to at her Highness on Twitter. You've won a fan sets, Women of Trek, Michael Burnham Penn. Ooh, Belinda, nice. thank you so much for your always thoughtful comments. And your comment is, I am absolutely blown away. 
the banter, the smiles, the heart. Discovery has risen through the darkness and right into the light, acting as a beacon of hope for a damaged future. The sheer confidence just oozed from this trailer. You better run for cover when the pup grows up. Congratulations, Belinda. Les Mis reference at the end there. And that's partially why Belinda won, because it's a musical theater reference, even though I don't love Les Mis. I do work in musical theater, and I feel like maybe they did that on purpose, but it was still a really well-written comment. Yeah, speaking of the banter, it's nice to see the Stamets Jet Reno animosity continuing. Oh my god. Because you get a big kick out of that, because I think they're so similar characters that, of course, they're not going to like each other. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I have a lot of thoughts about that dynamic. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, especially because Stamets is a gay man and Reno is a lesbian woman. Right. I have have thoughts about that relationship, but I'm going to save them for the next What the Future Holds that we're recording this weekend on our second, on our first half of season Season two. two. Yes. Yeah. So listeners, if you want to hear what I think about that, then tune into What the Future Holds. Nice. Y'all, thank you so much for your comments on the trailer. I I'm as excited as you are and I'm I'm so glad that you commented and joined us for this bonus episode. Dave, what'd you think about everybody's thoughts? I really enjoyed them and it's nice to see all the enthusiasm, especially for new characters, particularly non-binary and transgender characters, the cat, mm-hmm. of course, and also <laughs> and the cat. having to deal with an unusual situation of what is Star Trek without Starfleet. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, her Pika Highness, Belinda, slip into my DMs, and we will figure out a way to get you that really awesome Michael Burnham Women of Trek pin that I really want to keep for myself, but I'm not <laughs> going to because Fansets so lovingly donated it to the show. And thank you so much, Fansets, for doing that. That was really sweet. And, uh, well, Dave, thanks again for joining me today. It's been fun having you. I love talking Trek with you. We have only done this a few times, but I really like your perspective. Well, thank you. I enjoyed being on here as well and enjoyed the comments. And, yeah, it's nice to see everybody so excited for season three. Yeah. And we've got still more new Trek to tide us over until we get there. Yeah, more Lower Decks. (laughs) Four more episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Dave, tell our listeners where they can find you on the socials and what all you do. Well, on Twitter, I am Dark Corner Cast, and that's all one word. And you'll see me mostly posting links to podcasts I listen to, including very possibly this one. <laughs> <laughs> you better. There's also What the Future Holds, the podcast I do with Chris here and my lovely wife, Brandy. It's pretty much her baby. We're all Discovery fans, and you get to hear us just share our love for that series and then i also host the dark corner podcast also with brandy and that is on darkcornerpodcast.com our network there it's very dark it is dark it's dark yeah there's at least one song an episode that i pick from the dark alternative scene so gothic industrial post-punk all that stuff Mm-hmm. thanks again for coming on uh I, my pleasure i really enjoyed this Me too. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing The Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CDLittleField. 
Keep an eye out for my open channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel open, standing by. You bet I'll run for cover when the pup grows up. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Hollow Sweet Media programs. Loading Hollow Sweet Preview Program for The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. And then the second mention, again, love letter to TNG, when Archer and Tripp are sharing their scotch. And then Archer says, well, here's to the next generation. And I was like, oh! Why are there so many nods in this episode for TNG fans like Amy to be like, oh my God, yeah, next year. They had movies and everything. They just had a film three years before or two years before. And yet I'm here as an Enterprise fan waiting for something. Right, (laughs) yeah. Anything. Give me anything that makes me feel like, oh yeah, four years of Enterprise. Loading Sweet preview program for There Are Four Questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I think that connecting to other fans is a key way to realize that you're not the only one out there. Nobody can take away the characters that you identify with. See, I told you I was going to start crying. And um, oh, that's okay. This is a safe space. <laughs> okay. Um, if humanity is kind of, I think we're on the verge of changing our trajectory a little bit. And if we do that in the right way, the future that you're seeing on the screen will happen. Loading Sweet preview program for Ladies Trek Library, women with a passion for Star Trek books. Diane Duane, as a female writer, had to put in, which I liked, having a, a female in command, you know, a Klingon, because um, we, we don't see that as much as the Klingons, with the Klingons. No, um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Klingon landing party, the head of the Klingon landing party was a woman. And in the original series, we didn't really, did we even see, I don't think we saw any female Klingons in charge at all. Um, and even in the next generation. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.